0: So with me again is Susie Pomerantz, The Coach's Coach, author of Seal the Deal. So Susie, in our first segment, we talked about the business of coaching and whether coaching can enhance a speaker's business. Last time we got together, we talked a little bit about how to get started in the coaching business. In this segment, I like to talk about becoming a better coach. What are some top strategies, tactics that you employ yourself to make sure you deliver a good coaching experience to your clients?
1: One of the things about becoming a better coach is about being in a continual improvement mode. So really seeking to maintain a beginner's mind and be constantly looking for where can I sharpen the saw around my coaching skills and expertise? What are other people doing out there? What are different models that are more successful than what I'm currently doing? So being really a continual student and continual learner. And a critical point that I mentioned in our last segment is having your own coach um so that you can practice and learn in that way having a mastermind group is also a great way to practice and learn coaching as well but just a few distinctions around some of the top strategies and tactics that I would recommend the first one is really recognizing that coaching is about their results and not about my delivery so when i'm speaking i'm focused on my delivery and and, and giving value with my delivery as a speaker when i'm coaching It has nothing to do with my delivery as to how I'm delivering the coaching. It has to do with what they're producing, what they're hearing, what they're realizing. So it's about their results, not my delivery. The second one is that you want to have a sound methodology for your coaching that integrates content in some way, whether it's leadership models or organizational development knowledge or your core content as a speaker. But you want to make sure that you have a sound methodology that integrates that balancing inquiry and advocacy is something is another tactic that we use so rather than as a speaker you're advocating for some set of beliefs or you're advocating for some piece of knowledge and there's a balance with inquiry as a as a coach where you're asking a lot of questions and pulling that out there's the 8020 rule which is that you are Listening 80% of the time and 20% of the time is when you're talking or asking questions, mostly asking questions in a strict, pure coaching model. You're only asking questions. Now, those of us who command top dollar coaching and organizations sprinkle a little bit of benchmarking and knowledge and experience in there as well. So it's not pure questioning, but the 80 20 rule always applies. And something that we talked a little bit about in a previous segment is listening for the layers beneath what the person is saying. So part of how you sharpen your saw as a coach is training yourself to listen for the layers underneath what they're not saying. You know, we have a colleague and a friend, Stephen Gaffney, who writes about honesty, and he talks about honesty being not lies, but what people aren't saying. And so a lot of what happens in coaching as well is that there's there are things that people aren't saying, not because they're hiding it, but because they don't know and so part of coaching is the, helping them along with that discovery and listening for those layers so that you can pull it out, show it to them and say, is this where you're, is this what you meant? Um, so they can reflect on it. It's about advancing the ball, knowing that the client is the driver of that. So you're not pushing the client, you're guiding them to advance their own ball. And that one of the key points is really about having a genuine curiosity and and by i want to emphasize genuine curiosity so you can't pretend to be curious and have coaching be effective you have to truly get to a place where you are truly wondering about what could help this person advance it's a co-creation it's it's a co-active learning it's something that happens in partnership with your client continuing education for you as the coach continual coach training for you is important and and really making sure that you have at least one coach at all times. Um, I currently have three coaches and a mastermind group. So I definitely am an advocate for having coaches for all different segments of your business, your marketing, your branding, all the different things that you want to focus on.
0: Where does the concept of accountability come into play in a coaching relationship?
1: It's It's a great question, Bill, because accountability, there are a lot of coaches out there who say that their whole coaching business is about being an accountability partner for someone in accomplishing their goals and I think that every coach has an accountability partnership as some element of what they're doing but that's a tricky fine line because some people want coaching in terms of support they want a sounding board partner but they don't they want a thinking partner but they don't necessarily want to be held accountable so it depends on the co-creation with your client do they want to be held accountable to what they say they want to produce? There's a lot of resistance, natural resistance that comes up around a lot of people in terms of their accountability. Some people hire coaches just to get that accountability and some people resist it. And so part of the challenge of being a coach is trying to figure out where the balance is around being an accountability partner.
0: And I guess this goes back to knowing yourself and your inclinations and what you want to bring to the equation. And if For instance, I guess I'm just thinking out loud here, if accountability is very important to you and you believe that that's how you're going to serve people best. You got to let people know up front that's part of your model and right. so they know what to expect and decide whether they want it or not.
1: Ask your clients, "How can I best support you? Do you want me to be a rigorous accountability partner for you or should I be gentle with my nudges towards the things that you say you wanted to accomplish? You know, how hard a driver do you want me to be because I can be a taskmaster if that's going to serve you best, but I need you to tell me what's going to work best for you."
0: Hmm. Makes sense. So, not just being a coach but being the best possible coach you can be. And so Susie Pomerantz and I have one more segment on how you can add coaching to your revenue mix, all the synergies that coaching can create with your other revenue streams. So in our fourth and final segment, Susie will give us some strategies and tactics for selling coaching. Susie, thanks for being with us again.
1: Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure.